Thank you for listening to the Martinis and the Macabre podcast. This show contains graphic content and explicit language and is intended for adults. Listener discretion is advised. That's where all the New Year's resolutioners that's, are. That's the problem. And what's fucked up is, like, I, I have a gym membership. It's the loneliest gym membership in the fucking world because I don't use it. But, like, I do that thing where it's, like, every week I'm like, okay, Monday I'm going. No bullshit. And then I buy all kinds of, like, healthy food, and then it goes bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but see, now it's like, okay, after New Year's and all that stuff, we have already had our family dinners, our Christmas dinners, our New Year's Eve, get drunk and eat pizza, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to hit it. And then I go to the gym and I forget it's just, it's, it's nutsack and ass crack in, in the gym. It's just so packed. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. The New Year's Eve guys, the New Year's resolutions guys, uh-huh. and that's why work isn't really that busy because of New Year's resolutions. Uh-huh. They're at the gym right they now. They aren't coming <clears throat> to you for their liquor. They'll be back. They will. I sound I sound evil, but it's like they they they'll always. They're gonna fall off the wagon. They'll always come back. <laughs> I, I probably will too. Hello and welcome to Martinis in the Macabre, the podcast where we drunkenly discuss morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem. My name is Erica and I'm joined by my husband and co-host Billy. And what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about, well, jilted couples. Like just we're, Shitty we're, marriages, I guess, right? Maybe it's a bad time to bring this up, but I, I think we need to talk about divorce. We're gonna do. We're gonna talk about this on the podcast. No, fuck that. Fuck divorce. Yeah. Why do that when you can just dissolve someone in some acid? Fucking what? Huh? What? That's what we're talking about. Okay. Cool. <laughs> hey, um, before we get started, I do have to say you are wearing a mighty fine shirt. I am newly purchased martinis and the macabre t-shirt for sale at geekyclothing.com. That's G-I-K-I clothing.com. Yeah. Our they're, our newest sponsor. There are sponsors, and they got a men's T-shirt of Martinis and the Macabre. It's the logo, the logo that you see on the thumbnail whenever you click on an episode. Men's shirt, well, unisex shirt is what it's listed as, and a ladies uh, scooped neck T-shirt and a coffee mug. Yeah, well. along with other mighty fine nice, pieces of clothing. Nice designs. Nice, uh, nice theme. Uh, oh, and if um, if you go to their website, whatever you buy, it doesn't have to be the Martinez and McCobb shirt. If you did, great. And if you do, please post it on our Facebook page. But um, anything you buy, just input the code MACOB at checkout and you'll get a discount. Good stuff there. Thanks, Gicky. Yes, thank you, Gicky. So, like we said, we're going to talk about some dissolutions of marriage through alternative means. Yeah, yeah. As like, in 
murder. And it's actually a two for tonight. We've got two to share with you. Because more than one person thought it'd be a good idea to do this shit. Actually, on this topic, we could probably do like a fucking million of them. I'm sure it's like all over the fucking country. Maybe. All over the world. But I didn't deliberately search out like a top ten list. No, but we could easily do one in like five minutes. And, and you could just put it in Google search like top five murders caused by a bad divorce. <laughs> and you you I would imagine that's probably either by gunshot or stabbing, if I had to guess. I would say strangulation. Maybe. Cause that's like pure hate. That's like you know it is not like in movies. I'm not saying I know from fucking experience. God knows how many people I've choked to death. But <clears throat> from what I understand, it takes a lot out of you yeah, to do that. I, that's, that's why it's why considered I, like a crime of passion. You would shoot somebody like on the side of the road. But like somebody you're married to and, 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 and spent your life with this much time, you want to choke the fucking life out of them and look into their eyes until they die. But they say that's one of the hardest ways for a killer emotionally to kill someone Maybe. so i would think it wouldn't be as common but Maybe, yeah. i don't know i haven't looked at the stats i haven't googled i haven't been on the interwebs researching this you're fucking up you're what have you researched up. um what like the last thing i looked up do i use beard wax like before bed or do i do it during the day so, I, I clicked I feel lucky. I just did it. So, nothing related to our show. No, not at all, no. 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 Oh, okay. Then shut the fuck up. See, this is how motherfuckers get choked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to choke you. I'm going to choke you with your own fucking t-shirt you got from our sponsor. No, you won't. I won't. You love me. I love that shirt. <laughs> That's right. You'll choke me without the shirt. There you go. Thanks. Because that really means <laughs> that you love me. So glad I fixed everything. Yep. Thank God I was here. Our marriage will be okay now. I like to thank me for flying me airways. You're welcome. Hmm. I have a fart charged up right now, and I don't know if I should let it go. It feels like one, but it kind of doesn't. It's kind of a gamble. I don't want to lose. I'll hold it. You're welcome for sharing all that with you. Yeah, I don't think they care so much, but I'm sitting right fucking next to you. <laughs> I care. Wives' lives matter. Nah. You know, this first guy we're going to talk about mm-hmm. is dubbed the Sausage King. Now, don't... Listeners, I got really, really excited when I first heard about it. <sighs> Nobody gets turned into sausage. doesn't happen. Nah. No, it's like a false nickname. Yeah. I'm thinking he probably was called the Sausage King in his career. Exactly. Yeah. He was known as the Sausage King pre-murder. Yeah. It would have been cool. <laughs> so the first one we're going to talk about tonight is uh, the tale of Adolf Lutgert, a.k.a. the Sausage King who was a German-American convicted of murdering his wife and dissolving her body in a vat of lye at his sausage factory in Chicago in 1897. We're going way, way back for this way one. Way back. Now, picture Fight Club when um, the narrator and Tyler Durden are at the table. 
Uh-huh. And he was like, what? What is this? He's like, oh, this is lie. You know, and he kissed his hands like, what is this? He's like, this is a chemical burn. And and what that did to his hand. And then later on in the movie, when he found out that he is that he was Tyler Durden, spoiler alert, and it showed him standing there with his hand out burning. Picture your body, mm-hmm. your whole body doing that. Fuck hyphen that. Yeah. So a little bit of history on Lutgert. Uh, he was born in 1845 in Gutterschlaw, Westphalia. Born and raised at the playground is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. no. That de- that deserved mm-hmm. more than what I just got. Did it? Yeah, that was a good one. I was waiting on you to read that. I had a charge. <laughs> uh-huh. you, you, you were like, uh-huh. Gutterschlaw, and I'm like, and a one, and a two, and a three. <laughs> So that place is now Germany. So, yes, it's now Germany. And he was the third in line out of 11 children, along with his twin brother, Fritz. Does that miss that? Catherine Knight shit. Eight kids, 11 kids. How do you, how do, you do it? Times were different back then. So it was pull. Did they know how to pull out? Mm. No, they didn't. The answer's right there. 11 kids. No. Mm. At least this family didn't know. Maybe it's like that. Who... What's that family on TV? The Duggars? The Duggars, Duggars. Maybe maybe they just want to... I think that's part of their religion. They're weird. Anybody that has that many kids, to me, is weird. I mean, to each his own, but... Yeah. Come on! Whatever flies your kite. But, like, if you find out you're pregnant and your first thought isn't like, Yay! Something's wrong. Like, if you're like, I'm pregnant... Again, then you should probably look into your your second sentence. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> or you you tell your husband like, "Honey, we're pregnant." And you're like, "Oh, so what's for dinner?" Like, if it's that common, <laughs> there's something wrong. I mean, you'd have to literally be pregnant like every year, like have a baby and two or three months later get pregnant again. That was the busiest pussy <sighs> in Germany. Oh, that poor poor woman. Man. Well, we've we've talked about his mother, his poor, father, poor mother. Yes, <laughs> his uh, father dealt with animal hides and tallow wool, and dabbled in real estate. Which is weird altogether, like that. Yeah, you know, it's like he um, dabbled, or like he he specialized in farming, agriculture, slaughterhouses. He cured his own meat, and he was a poet. <laughs> like all these like one of these things is not like the other his dad like right there from what was described is you know when you go to the dentist and you see the highlights magazine and you turn around the thing you turn over the back cover and it's like you know can you find the toaster in the tree it's one of those things that just doesn't fucking belong there <laughs> dad well, in real estate i can just imagine him like showing up at a real estate deal like in a butcher's apron covered in blood and be like yeah i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you! I, I, what's it going to take to put you guys in this house? <laughs> I have animal hides. <laughs> you can use them for wall coverings. Yeah. You can be like Catherine Knight. Yeah. <laughs> and then get tuberculosis. Everybody got tuberculosis back yeah. then. Yeah. Tuberculosis I, I and lots even, of babies. I didn't even read this far into him, but I'm going to laugh my ass off if somebody gets tuberculosis through this little... Through this. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. This would be an aha, told you so fucking moment. See? (laughs) See? Everybody gets tuberculosis and dies. Everybody's just so sad. They had 32 kids. 
They died of consumption. They ended up with four. They ended up with four. <laughs> they had to go to the birthing shack that was out back. And... Oh, Lord. Uh, Luke Gert only attended seven years of school between the ages of seven and 14. And then became an apprentice for Ferdinand Nabel in the tanning business. Uh, hide tanning, not tanning beds. I think it was tanning beds, but yeah, everybody's got an opinion. Mm, that's what you would think. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were so popular in 1897. Yeah. I do Google. Did you Google this? No, I'm just making a statement. I yeah. do things. Mm-hmm. Shut up. I do stuff. <laughs> Strangely, he lived with his boss during his apprenticeship for about two and a half years and then began to travel. Butt stuff. I'm not saying butt stuff. Butt stuff. But Billy's saying. Butt stuff. Yeah. Somebody was pitching, somebody was catching. It's fine. <laughs> they should have just wrote it in this, you know, like it should have been put in the description. Like they were lovers. Come on. Maybe. It was a different time. Yeah. You know what's great about that is. They won't have 11 children. They won't have 11 kids. <laughs> They just do whatever the fuck they want. It's totally fine. There will be no reproduction on that part. (laughs) So, Lutgert, maybe as a result of his potential molestation, he had some difficulty finding jobs. You call it molestation. I call it love. We have no verifiable proof that this I think we're just kid. I think we're we're doing what the experts call talking shit. Yeah. Then we're just talking shit. I am um pulling this out of my ass. I'm gonna lift this up a bit. There we go. Thanks. Yeah. Good. <laughs> okay. To you guys listening, I don't know if anything changed, but I lifted up the 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 mic arm. What is this? Is this a boom, boom arm? A boom arm? Mm-hmm. Boom. We're moving up in the world. We're yeah. getting more high tech. We got two of them. With a lonely ass microphone, don't do shit. Yeah. I'll take a picture with it, though. This is conversations we could have when, when this little red light on top of the microphone's mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Yep. We could. So, Adolf, around 1865, 1866, uh, he was about 20 years old. He moved to New York with only $30 in his pocket. Which, and a dream. Which, That's what they all do. $30 <laughs> and a dream and a bus ticket. So to us, we'd be like, oh my God, $30? But back then, that was probably like 500 bucks or something. I don't know. I didn't do the math. We don't do math. And people fuck each other and their bosses when they live with, with them. Yeah. Is that your statement going on the record? Well, so far, we haven't been proven wrong. Okay. All right. We're going to get sued by one of his descendants or some shit. <laughs> so, Lutgert, with his $30 in his dream, he stayed in New York a short while before moving to Illinois, eventually ending up in Chicago. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> have you been to Chicago? Um, uh, no. Yeah, no. if you have to think about it, you probably No, I'm haven't. even thinking, like, you know, like, when you, when I joined the army, like, oh, yeah, uh, coming back from my first tour in Iraq, I stopped at O'Hare. Mm. Chicago O'Hare. That's where I got charged $8 for a pack of cigarettes. Now, this was back 
fuck me, 10 years ago, give or take, from the first tour? That was like pretty much the invasion. First tour? That'd be like 12 years ago. You, it was 2003? No. You joined in 2002, yes. It was 2003, 2004. So. You came back when I was pregnant with Noah. And. Oh, it was, uh, she was, I came home on mid-tour leave. That's when that happened. I don't want you guys to think she got knocked up by somebody else. No, we, Guess what? I'm pregnant, honey. I got so many looks when you called, when I called you. And you were like, you're going to be a dad. And I was like, oh my God. And I yelled at everyone. I was like, I'm going to be a dad. And everybody's like, yeah. But there's that one lieutenant that was in the corner looking at me. His head kind of tilted. You know how like a dog looks at you? Like uh-huh. you need help. Like you've been gone too long. This couldn't be possible. Yeah. And I had to look and I was like. Sir, I just came back from mid-tour leave. It was like, <laughs> oh, okay, great, congratulations. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, anyway, uh, so I stopped at Chicago O'Hare, and I went to get a pack of cigarettes. I said, yeah, can I get a pack of Marlboro Red 72s? And so this was back then, so you got to allow for price differences, you know. And he was like, yeah, that'll be uh, like eight fifty. And I was like, no, 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 I just want one pack. <laughs> and she was like, eight fifty, sir. And I went... How much is it? It was like eight fifty. I was like, "You motherfuckers got me." Because I was in the air for like twenty hours. I was uh, going to have a cigarette, so yeah, I paid eight dollars for a pack of cigarettes back in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, and that's like I paid eight dollars for cigarettes. You're like, yeah. So the end of next month, it'll be what two years since we've had cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Good job. Woo. So, where were we? Oh, he moved, Chicago. Yeah, he moved to Chicago. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You've been to Chicago as well. I have once. Passed through uh, or nearby the Cabrini Green apartments made famous in the Candyman movies. And the Crime. bus tour <laughs> driver made sure to point it out. And they, yeah, they didn't look good. But, yeah, we went downtown and saw a lot of sights and stuff. It was a field trip or something in high school it was neat yeah it was a choir thing no yeah i believe so it was cold and windy but i was gonna ask it was you fun. is it really that windy it was oh. at least that day oh um got a friend i served with in my second tour of iraq mm-hmm. and he lives in chicago and he says he goes to the bar all the time where um dillinger met his end really yeah it says you get they, they even have the bullet holes in the wall still they didn't they didn't rechange or nothing. The uh, like the bar itself, the back of the bar. You know, the back of the bar always has a big, huge mm-hmm. mirror. Yeah, the mirror's still cracked, and it still has the hole from where one of the straight rounds went in. That's or some cool. shit like that. Yeah, they just kept it totally original. Neat. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. He moved to Chicago. <laughs> that was my fault. I asked you about <laughs> Chicago. And he moved around the several tanneries, but ended up at Eagle Brothers Tannery and worked there until about 1872. Yeah. And during this time when he was moving around between 1870 and 1872-ish, he ended up marrying his first wife, Caroline... You're going to make me do... Ropke? Ropke. Okay, let's say it at the same time. One, two, three. Tuberculosis. No. Oh. Her name was not Caroline Tuberculosis. Okay, Caroline... It it doesn't matter because she died in 1877. Motherfucker. Motherfucker! (laughs) I knew it! But between the time frame of when they got married and when she died in 1877, she did have two kids with him. Only two. Yes. Back then, that's probably like, man, you ain't shit. She she died, so that prevented her from having any more. 
according to according to how many times people are born in that country or in this country is like she might have lucked out. <laughs> but uh suspiciously, just two months after her death, he married Louise Bickney's. She got big knees. No, Bickney's. No, okay. B I C K N E S E. So he married Louise Bickney's on January eighteenth, eighteen seventy eight. And ended up having four more children with Louise. So he had six total, but only three survived past the age of two. That's like American Horror Story shit. I don't know for certain how they died, but if I had to guess... Tuberculosis. Yeah. And if you go to a certain spot in Chicago at midnight, you can hear babies cry. Swear to God, I bet you that's a story there. (laughs) Babies dying everywhere in fucking... In 1800s. People die of tuberculosis. <laughs> tuberculosis. Or scarlet fever. So during all of this time period, uh, he'd been working at the tanneries and saved up $4,000 with which he started a business in 1872, which was initially in liquor. That's profitable. But in 1879, he opened A.L. Lutgert Sausage and Packaging Company. Which is a mouthful for a fucking business. That makes sausages that will provide you with a mouthful. (laughs) But he soon became known as the Sausage King in Chicago. Or the guy that smells like sausages. Yeah, you kind of smell like dead pigs. You know that guy that... This isn't that guy in generality. I'm actually just, you know, this guy around town that um, outside the grocery stores always sets up his Polish and Italian sausage truck. Uh huh. Man, like the carnival cart mm-hmm. things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, the the old guy he died, but his son is taking over. But I remember when I used to, um, we're talking way back when I used to be a, a bag boy at a grocery store. Mm. He would always set up outside a grocery store, and then at the end of the night, he would come in and buy up, you know, whatever he needed for the next day. Use his hot dog buns. He had his own sausage, but like hot dog buns and mustard, ketchup, onions, and, and stuff that he would use for sautéing and everything. But the smell that came off that guy. It got to the point where all of us just backed away and he got the hint and just started bagging up his own fucking groceries. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a smell you could taste. And what's mm-hmm. weird is that smell smells good outside when it's when food. you're at the trailer. Yeah, but when, when it's a man smelling like that. what you're going to be eating. Yeah, because like, well, that smells good. But when you a man smelling like that, you're like, you smell like shit. You smell awful right now. It's kind of weird how that works with your brain. Yeah. So I can only imagine that Lutgert had this aroma on him. <laughs> Being the sausage king and all. Like raw sausage, too. So- raw sausage yeah. links. And- they did the... Uh, Paul says right there in the name, Sausage and Packaging Company. So I'm assuming they made it and packaged it, and there you are. That's where the saying comes from. You (laughs) don't want to see how the sausage is made. So throughout the years, Adolf Lutgert and his wife, Louise Bickneys. Yeah, big knees. Had a long-term marriage. I was definitely compared to his other wife that died. They'd been married about 20 years when she disappeared on May 1st of 1897. Lutgert told their children that she went to visit her sister the previous night and just never returned. Kind of like, you know, the dog went to go live on a farm. Uh-huh. And he's running around happy yeah. with other dogs. 
where he can be free. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Lies. <laughs> lies, Mom. They're lies. <laughs> well, thankfully, Louise had a suspicious brother named Diedrich, and he went to the police to report her missing a few days later. And at that point, Lukert then told the police a different story, that she had run off with another man. Because, you know, when women come up missing, that's what happened. That must be. You know, I bet you, like, there's a checklist for the police or constables, whatever they're called at that time. And they're like, okay, when was the last time you saw her? Two days ago after dinner. All right. Did you guys get in a fight? We had words, yes. Okay. She have tuberculosis? <laughs> I don't I, I don't I don't think so. She probably has tuberculosis. She's probably dead. <laughs> Open and shut. <laughs> Bam. There you go. Let's go, Johnson. We're done here. I, I I just on a personal note, I want you to know that if I ever come up missing You have tuberculosis. Yes. I have tuberculosis and I'm lying dead somewhere because it came on just that quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tuberculosis, the silent killer. <laughs> You'll go crying in the cosmos. I know it was tuberculosis. I just know it was. Didn't Doc Holliday have that? Uh, I believe so. I don't know. You're the the tombstone watcher, Doc Holliday, quieter like guy. I, I like the fact that he was actually called Doc because he, I believe he was a dentist. And I found out that barbers were dentists back in those days. Mm-hmm. And... Actually, in the movie Tombstone, when he's at that sanatorium, uh-huh. and he, you know, right when he dies, mm-hmm. he looks down at his feet, and he says, "Well, I'll be damned! Isn't that funny?" It took me a long time to figure out what the fuck he was talking about, but what he was actually talking about was, in real life, he was quoted all the time saying that when he dies, he's going to die with his boots on. But he's laying in the hospital bed with no boots on. And that's why he said, oh, isn't that funny? And then he fucking died. So, continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) So, Adolf had said that she ran away with some man. But during the investigation, the police learned of a history of domestic violence between Adolf and Louise. And that the couple had fought quite regularly. One source stated Adolf had financial difficulties and had started courting a rich widow who he planned to marry once he got rid of Louise. Sugar mama. I suppose. But I would think he would be pretty wealthy. I mean, being the sausage king and all. You don't get that title easy. You might. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he was the only company making sausage at that time. Well, he's got to be the king because he's the only one. Fucking go see the king. (laughs) Police discovered that the night of Louise's disappearance, she was seen going into the sausage factory with Adolf around 10.30ish p.m. A watchman from the factory confirmed this, stating Adolf had sent him on an errand and told him to take the rest of the night off. Kind of suspicious. Kind of awesome for that night guy. Yeah, he was like, woo, free night off. For real, bruh? For real? <laughs> That's probably exactly what he said, too. For real, bruh? That's exactly what That's he said. That's exactly back, what he said. Back in 1897. Yeah. Yep, direct quote. Hmm? I say, take the rest of the evening off for you and your family. No shit, bruh, for real? <laughs> I don't get paid for it? Shut up. Seriously? 
Deuces, bitches. And Adolf was like, totes for real. <laughs> What's that lady doing here? Shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> the police continued to investigate. Uh, they also found bills stating that Adolf bought arsenic and potash the day before the disappearance. What's potash? Yeah, good question, because I had to look this up myself. I had no fucking clue. Sounds like a food. Potash is a type of salt that contains potassium in water-soluble form, which is mostly used in fertilizer. Caustic potash, or potash lye, is potassium hydroxide, which has a corrosive nature causing, quote, chemical cremation. That's probably like the tagline on the barrel. Maybe. Chemical creation. You're a chemical creation specialist. Cremation. Cremation. What did I say? Creation. Claymation. What? 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 <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Inside joke. Okay. So... She tried to get up and run away, but her tuberculosis is, is just too hard on her. She can't get up and move. <laughs> so the potash lye hastens the decomposition of soft tissues in both animals and humans, leaving only bones and other hard tissues. So when the police searched the company... So what's a hard tissue? Heart? What else left? Bones after and hard tissues like cartilage. Mm. Um... You know, you're going to have your skull, your teeth, yeah. your cartilage. Okay. I don't know about fingernails. I don't know. But. What about heart, though? Don't they, like, I've heard that in an actual cremation, they actually got to, they actually got to fire you up twice. One mm. for you, and then, like, the heart and everything else that's left. They Sometimes. They fire them up again. If, if after the cremation, there's still large fragments, I think they'll. They'll, they'll let you cook for another hour or so. Oh, my God. What? Dude. Dude. Okay. It was like a couple years ago. My car broke down, and my mother came and gave me a ride to work. And we go through downtown to get to work, and there's a... I'm not going to say the name, but there's a mortuary there. Uh-huh. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Let's just call it... I don't know. Let's just call it... But anyway, in, in our downtown, like, very rare, like, I'm 35, and I think twice I've gotten down that stretch of road without stopping. Because the intersections are just so close, mm-hmm. you're going to catch a red light. We caught it's, a red light. It's downtown, very narrow streets, very and compact. it's full of freaking one-ways and lights. They need to fix that shit, too. But yeah. there was, like, so much smoke coming out. It was, like, going into the factory that was across the street. It was going into the, the little cultural building that they have there that I guess is like a mason hall mm-hmm. and then everything like you couldn't see and I had a feeling I was breathing in people <laughs> I was like oh my god mom Soylent Green is people close the vents close the vents gun it just got it I drive by there every day too for my work and I've never seen that it was weird that is strange what if they just had an actual fire I don't think so because it was white. Hmm. When there's a structural fire, fire is black. Mm-hmm. That makes me think like it was literally ash in the air. But what it could have been, they could have just been cleaning it out. Were they trying to select their own pope? We, I don't, I don't know. 
Um, I told mom to uh, go ahead and take that gas pedal and make it touch the floor. Mm. I don't know. I didn't want to breathe in people. Good call. Yeah. Although I don't know that it would hurt you. It would just be carbon. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to know. Well, maybe you got to know without even wanting to. Maybe you have a bunch of dead people in your body right now. Awesome. Can you feel me, Brian? (laughs) Inside of you? You're eating hair! (laughs) (laughs) So, they searched the company, and foul sausages and human remains were found in the furnace, along with two of Louise's rings, one that had the initials LL engraved on it. For Louise Lutgert, of course. He didn't really think this through. (laughs) Fragments of bone found included bones of the toes and foot, ribs, and a skull. A forensic anthropologist concluded that they belonged to a human female. So with all of this looming over him, poor little Adolf was quickly arrested and charged with his wife's murder. Claimed his innocence. Yeah. That wasn't her ring. <laughs> yeah. His trial began in the end of August 1897. Now, shit happened a lot quicker back then because this was May 1st when she disappeared. And by August, he was on fucking trial. They got it done. <laughs> so much for the, the speedy trials of today. No, no, no. We're going to charge you and try you. Three or four months later. That's right, bitch. We got shit to do. (laughs) The prosecution used the bones and the ring with the engraved LL as their main evidence. That's a good call. That's a good call, guys. I would do that, too. Yeah, pretty pretty standard main evidence to have. The defense, though, argued that Louise left of her own volition on May 1st, 1897... And they cited multiple claims of people spotting Louise around the U.S. since that date. So, the prosecutor, or the defend, the the I'm sorry, the defending lawyer uh, is actually Joan Nickel. He uh, traveled through time, and was like, "Hey, it might not have been, you know, uh, it might have been some <laughs> this kids. This didn't pranking. happen. She just left. Mm. Just kids having fun. Mm. New boot goofing. Yep. Everybody's got a ring. You got a ring, Your Honor." But I can't, how about, what if I catch you on fire? How many people have the initials LL? A fucking lot. Yeah. Louise Louise does. I know. I've seen her. Louise Louise. LL like. <laughs> <laughs> Not like Louise Lewis or. No, Louise Louise. Mm-hmm. Louise Louise. Louise Louise has some lazy ass parents. <laughs> or stutterers. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some reason. Part of the jury bought into this, we've spotted her all across the country bullshit. And that jury was hung. So Lutgert was retried. (laughs) Outside, in the courtyard, they were hung. (laughs) His retrial began in January of 1898, so just a handful of months after the last one. They don't give a fuck. This time the prosecution added George Amos Dorsey who was an anthropologist, called him to the stand to prove the bones were human. This time, Lukert was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. But he ended up dying while incarcerated on July 7th, 1899, 
just a little over a year after being found guilty. I'm not going to say what he died of because we don't know, but I kind of think we all know, don't we, gang? We all know. Let's say it together, everyone. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Really? The one time? I fucked it up. Yeah, you did. Here's the thing. So they called in an an anthropologist to prove that the bones were human. Mm -hmm. Now, earlier, they found toes, foot, ribs, and a skull. I'm not an anthropologist, but I'm pretty sure I can pick up a skull and be like, yep, human. (laughs) But evidently that jury didn't believe that guy. What I think is funny is like Luke Gert in between, like in between the, the trial and the retrial is like, you know, I think I could beat this. I think I got a shot. I didn't think it was possible, but so bitch, I might pull this motherfucker off. <laughs> no. Life in prison is like, ah, oh, snap. <laughs> and uh, a little, little piece of history here for you. The factory building still stands to this day on the south side of the 1700 block of West Diversity Parkway. It has uh, since been converted into residential condominiums that I hope don't smell like sausage. And then on the third Thursday of every month, you hear a woman go, You should have taken my rings, you dumbass. That doesn't happen at all. My ring. That's like the first thing I would have said, too. Is is that what you imagine it to be? I'd be like, honey, there's something wrong with that furnace. Climb in there. (laughs) Let me get your rings real quick. I don't want it to get snagged. (laughs) What the fuck is a foul sausage, too? I don't don't want to know, actually. And, you know, if it was in the... They believe she was dissolved mostly in the lye. And then those remains were put in the furnace to burn even further... How were there sausage remnants in the furnace? Unless they tried to, like, throw those in afterwards to cover up the smell or something, maybe? What if sausage can never be fully burned? I mean, we just don't know it. I think we should do a test. I think we should just have some fucking sausage. (laughs) Sounds good to me. I found a good recipe. Cajun seasoning. Smoked Mm, sausage. You are all about the Cajun stuff. I'm not. I'm all about spicy stuff. Yeah. Stop that. Trying to shit lava. That's what I'm trying to do. You don't have to try. <laughs> I've heard you in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's a good dinner when in the bathroom you hear like, whoa! <laughs> I just want to shout to you sometimes, just just grab a hold of something, honey, and hold on tight. <laughs> Bite your lip and give it yeah. hell, honey. You can do this. <laughs> you know shit's going to get real when you hear the fan come on on the door lock. <laughs> and you and our oldest son both do it. Oh my god! Yeah, you, you like hear the the door shuts, the fan comes on, the door locks, and you hear you hear me go, Ugh, like me sitting down, Ugh, clocking in. Here we and, go. And then I sit on the couch waiting for the smell to waft in. <laughs> Smells like foul sausages, baby. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do? It smells like dead, burned wife of the sausage king. Uh, well, if if your shit smells like French vanilla lilacs, then I'll shut up. It does. It does not. You have not been in there when I've been shitting. How would you know? I've been around. You've been around? I hang out. Mm-hmm. Every time you go take a shit, I put my face underneath the door to try to get a whiff. You're, you're creepy. I just want to breathe you in. All right, moving on. I don't do that. <laughs> we're moving up in the the oh, to uh actually before this actually you were talking about our oldest son lately he's taken to um coming into the living room first 
and giving the area a scan. It <laughs> gets a feel for the room. Like, anybody got to go? Anybody got to go? <laughs> All right, it's going down. <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to come out with like a flag and a towel and like people giving him massages as he's walking. Like he's about to do it like an MMA fight. Uh-huh. You know, like there's like... Punch in the air. Yeah, he's getting ready. <laughs> pay-per-view shit. Ding, 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 ding. In this corner. I like Cajun. I like Sriracha, but... Yeah, he could throw down in the bathroom. <laughs> There's been times, even when he's in the bathroom, I'm like, God damn, really? <laughs> yeah, you've been bested by our son yeah. sometimes. <laughs> it's always good to see him succeed further than you ever could, you know? Oh, yeah. Very proud. Real proud moment. So, moving on to our, our next uh, topic for the night. Along the same vein, this bitch didn't want a divorce. She wanted murder. I like that. Thank you. Moida. No, murder. Yeah. Murder. That one's good, too. <laughs> Any of them work. Hey, thanks. This is a definitely a much more recent one. Uh, back in 2003, story of Larissa Schuster. Who... I, I like that name. Schuster? No. Larissa? 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 I like that. That's a, that's a pretty name. Hmm. Thanks right? for your input. I'm just saying. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's a nice name. You don't hear it that much. Sounds like a 90s name. Yeah. What's, what's other 90s names? Mm, Mackenzie. I like Mackenzie. Michaela. I, I, Anything with Mick in front of it. I don't like Michaela because that's lazy. Actually, it's not lazy. That's getting too specific. Just Kayla, just do that. Why put, why put... Just do Kinsey. Is that a name, though? Yeah. Mackenzie sounds better than Kinsey. I've Kinsey, heard Kinsey, of people named Kinsey. I bet you Kinsey's like their nickname. Like, I'm, like my name is William, but people call me Billy. My name is Mackenzie. You call me Kinsey. I don't know, but we've said it so many times now, it's losing its power. Yeah, now it just sounds weird. <laughs> so I had that feeling that's going to happen with the word tuberculosis here soon. Tuberculosis. <laughs> I see her name, and I think of Clarissa explains it all. I do, too. But no, no, no. Not the lovable 90s character from, what was that, Nickelodeon? Um, yeah, I believe so. Actually, her name, too. Melissa. That's a that's a 90s name. Melissa Joan Hart. I knew a lot of Melissas in school. Uh-huh. Middle school, early, oh, yeah. early high school. A lot of Melissas. We are straying off topic here. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Oh, it's my fault? Yeah. You're the one that said her name sounded nice. I was talking about murder! By a woman whose name happens to be nice. It's a, it's a nice name. Murder. And she did shit. She did some shit. She did murder. She did murder. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this crazy bitch... Okay. <laughs> ...was sentenced to life in prison without parole in California for killing her estranged husband in 2003 by submerging his body in hydrochloric acid. Yay. fuck divorce. Fuck it. So, history on this one. Larissa was born in 1960. She studied biochemistry at the University of Missouri. And she met Timothy Schuster while working at a nursing home. And Tim was in nursing school. They married in 1982 and had their first child, Kristen, in 1985. That's another name. Mm-hmm. That's another one. 
Their second child, Tyler, was born in 1990. That's another one. Yep. Pretty par for the course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of uh, bibbed overalls with um, one side undone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pegged. Um, peg pants. Peg pants. Yeah. And a lot of the... Um... The the high hair. The teased I'm high hair. I'm thinking like the Tim Allen show. That Tim uh-huh. Allen show. Home uh, Improvement. Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Clarissa explains it all, probably, for sure. And um, Rugrats. Rugrats, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. They were the first family to get that purple and green ketchup. Remember that? I'm mm. sure it was them. <laughs> the family moved west to Fresno, California, where Larissa worked at an agricultural research lab for a while. But she ended up starting her own laboratory called Central California Research Labs, which allowed the family to move to a larger home in Clovis, California in 2000. Because she was making bank. By the next year, Larissa was making double Tim's annual salary with Ball- her own lab. Baller yo. Mm-hmm. So, but, so far, what I'm learning is... Are you learning? Don't start a business because you'll kill your spouse. Do started a sausage pack meat packing plant or whatever. You got a point. And then she started her own like lab. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a trend. Yeah. I'm seeing a pattern. Well, sociopaths. I don't have a business. Hmm. I do. <laughs> don't kill me. I have a business. I'm not gonna kill you. Hmm. I think you're great. Thanks. Please don't kill me. You made my glasses all foggy. Sorry. Get away from me, creep. <laughs> uh, look at who you're talking oh, to. I started a please business. Please don't kill me. I started a business. <laughs> you watch your fucking tone. <laughs> so uh, this... Uh, I'm win every argument like that. <laughs> Bitch, I started a business. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. Zip it. Please don't hit me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't chemically kill me. That's the other thing, too. They started a business and it was done with chemicals. <laughs> Yeah. When I start don't, buying don't a, dissolve me in liar hydrochloric acid, please. I'm a dumbass. I would start buying stupid shit. Billy, why do you have a whole 55 gallon drum of dial soap? Like, <laughs> what is that gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm not smart. You'll just see so. me floating in there, dead. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Makes me think of Cloudy with a chance of meatballs when they're in that giant orange Jello. Jello. You'll just see me floating in orange dial yeah. liquid soap. <laughs> Billy, why do you have a 55-gallon drum of laundry detergent? I'd be like, she call me a creep. Oh, that's a damn fine question. <laughs> <laughs> so this marriage between Larissa and Tim wasn't all it was cracked up to be. And the marriage began declining and Larissa filed for divorce in 2002. It was not a friendly separation, and the two fought over how to split their joint assets and over custody of Tyler. I like to see that more, too. When people get divorced, if they could just high-five. You know, yeah. like, good game. We had fun. And then that's it. And then... Mm-hmm. I don't think that ever happens. Probably very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it did, we're not going to talk about them. Eh, yeah. We're going to talk about murder! <laughs> yeah, now you're getting it. Hey. <laughs> Tim moved into a condominium, and in August of 2002, Larissa and her lab assistant, James Fagone, 
broke into Tim's house to supposedly retrieve some of Larissa's belongings. Must be very important to break into. I mean, you can't just be like, hey, can I get my shit? Yeah. No, we have to, we have to like kick the door in. And you know, she's making like six figure salary. What belongings does he have that she just can't replace? But this thing can't be replaced. No, they got to break into his shit and take shit. And around this time... If I was for God, I'd be like, bitch, you're paying me. (laughs) Around this time, she reportedly told her friend Terry Lopez, Well, I want my husband dead. You don't understand. I could do it and get away with it. Said damn near every person convicted of murder in the history of history. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, not a wise thing to announce your strategy. (laughs) Before you do it. What you're going to do before you do it. You kind of, well, I guess he didn't know, so. (laughs) It was still a surprise to him. Yeah. He's the only guy that wasn't really in on it. Yeah, he wasn't privy to that information. According to him, you did get away with it. Good job, I guess. I don't know. So, once again, we have a disappearance situation. On July 10th of 2000... <laughs> when was the last time you saw him? Did you guys get in a fight? Did he have tuberculosis? <laughs> this is 2003. It could happen. It could, but not as likely. On July 10th of 2003, Tim did not show up for a breakfast appointment with one of his co-workers... And later in the day, he was supposed to pick up Tyler, but never came. I've never understood that breakfast appointment. I've never been like, let me pencil you in tomorrow for waffles. Hey, we need to have a meeting. Let's do it over breakfast. There you go. Do, do they? Do people do that? Yeah. Because usually, like, if you Just and I... Just not us, because we're poor. Remember, remember last time we went to, like, a theme park, and we're like, hey, Denny's... <laughs> Let's get eggs and shit. And then we did it. And then we did it. Mm -hmm. Was that a breakfast appointment or did we just have a meal? No, that was an appointment. We didn't like schedule it. We didn't pencil each other in. We just were like, hey, spur of the moment, let's go fucking eat some eggs and pancakes. I get so angry at somebody if they wanted to have a breakfast appointment. Let me like, hey, uh, are you free tomorrow? We can have an appointment. Uh, We can just discuss it over breakfast. I'd be like, bitch, I'm sleeping. I'd like to think that um, all of my recent doctor's appointments have been breakfast appointments because they're taken away from my fucking breakfast. They're all early in the morning, and I'm a second shift worker, and it drives me nuts, but I digress. (laughs) When Larissa was initially interviewed by the Clovis Police Department, she was not charged, though she was the prime suspect in Tim's disappearance. She took her son on a planned vacation to Disney World and then to Missouri, despite her estranged husband being a missing person. So let's take his kid away while he's missing and we don't know where he's at. She probably told her kid, like, he's staying with his sister. He's on a farm where he can run free. (laughs) With other other husbands. Other tuberculosis patients. They're fine. They couldn't be happier. Well, little did Larissa know that the police would interview her lab assistant, James Fagone, who would be much more forthcoming during his interrogation. Folded. He folded like, I'm sorry, he folded like a bitch. Well, he made it to his third interview. He, he, he made it to the third one with the police and swore up and down that he and Larissa Schuster were not involved... And then finally said, yeah, we're involved. 
And they were responsible not only for Tim's disappearance, but his murder. (laughs) James stated that on the night of July 9th, 2003, the night before the alleged disappearance, that he and Larissa had lured Tim from his home by telling Tim that Tyler, that's a lot of T's, by telling Tim that Tyler was sick and he needed to come to the front door immediately. Totally. James then used a stun gun and Larissa chloroformed Tim and tied a plastic bag over his head. Because I tell you what, like we used to say when I was in the army, if you're going to be a monkey, you might as well be a gorilla. Don't just stun him. Stun him and chloroform him. And then after that, fuck it. Put a plastic bag around his head. Go for broke. <laughs> yeah. And I, I believe it said they were doing this all around like 2 a.m. or something. So people probably weren't looking. They uh, bound his arms and legs with zip ties and put him in the car. And took him to Larissa's house where a 55-gallon barrel awaited him. Patiently. It wasn't going anywhere. It was cool. <laughs> they put Tim in head first. And then James reported in one statement to police that Tim may have still been alive when he was put in. Larissa began pouring gallons of hydrochloric acid that she took from her lab over Tim's body. That's just gross. (laughs) They sealed the barrel and took it to a storage unit that Larissa had and placed the barrel inside. Police obtained a search warrant for said storage unit. While Larissa was still out of state with her son on her little vacation. Can they, can, I mean, evidently they did do it, but can you do that? Like get a search warrant without somebody's knowledge that you have a warrant? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. They just go through your shit when you're not around? It's signed. I guess as long as you have a warrant. Like if they, if you show up and you're like, what are you doing? You're like, hey, we have a warrant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause they do it when they have people in custody. They go back and search their. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So during. The search warrant, of course. They found the barrel that James spoke of. And when they opened it, the half-liquefied remains of Tim were found inside. Tim's arms, head, and torso had been entirely dissolved, and only his trunk and legs remained. You know, this sounds kind of fucked up, but I really hope they had a fun time on that vacation. I really hope they lived it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they were going to come back to Tim's soup. (laughs) <laughs> Tim T. <laughs> Can you imagine the smell? Uh, I mean the the acidic, burning your eyes, hitting you smell from the acid and the putrid, dissolved body. Yeah. Plus, it's a storage unit. That's stale air. Stale air, and it's been sealed, and all of a sudden you're letting it all... Ooh. I mean, I remember this one time, I, I opened up a gallon of milk that went bad. All right. It was... Mm. Yeah. Was it? I understand. You understand. You understand. get it. Yeah. You can sympathize. And I'm not a cop, but I did have a rookie cop with me when it happened. And he went and puked. It was rough. I imagine so. I am sorry no, about that. No, fine. Tell him you're sorry. I was all like, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> you dork <laughs> so, yeah but bad milk smells gross yeah yeah but I'm with you smells could, like dead body and hydrochloric acid I could picture they pop the, the, the lid you know like um, remember once this, you pop you can't stop this is what I bet 
Yeah. Once you've opened the lid of a 55-gallon drum with a dissolved man inside, you've always opened up the lid of a 55-gallon. <laughs> and you always will. That's always, yeah. <laughs> it's there. You did it. But I. this is weird. This is kind of like a, this is what I see in my head. Like, um, you know, in Seven, uh, well, you know. Yes, I do. Sure. Um, Lay it on me. The gluttony. Yep. They, um. The big fat guy. They, like, you can see that the. It was like shot from in in front of the fat guy. Mm-hmm. But his head's down in the bowl. His head's down, but the lights are out, and you see um, Somerset's flashlight mm-hmm. beam going around. That's how I picture it. Like the lid came off, and the beam kind of like went into the thing, and you just see steam coming off of it. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That's what I picture. I'm, I'm Mr. Fincher, get on it. <laughs> get on that shit. Well, of course, faced with this finding. Uh, arrangements were made with the St. Louis police. I wonder if they were like, as soon as they found it, with the cop on the scene was like, I hope that bitch is having fun. hope she's having fun right now in the fucking spinning teacups because if she gets back, it's her ass. Yeah, yeah, they, they called up St. Louis police and they were like, um, this bitch is crazy and she dissolved her husband and we need you to go get her. Yeah, that would be an interesting phone conversation too, like, uh, when she arrives, I need you to arrest her. On what grounds? I'm standing in front of her um, hus- ex-husband's dissolved body in her storage unit. He was still married to her. I'm like, all right, her Roger. Husband. Copy that. Got it. Yeah. This bitch dissolved her husband and then went to Disney World. That's why. <laughs> Man. So, Larissa, none the wiser, catching her flights like she had planned, arrived in St. Louis and... As soon as she got to the airport, she was charged with first-degree murder and hauled in. <laughs> so, based on James Fagone's confession and allegations that both he and Larissa were in this together, he faced his own trial and was charged with first-degree murder as well as kidnapping, and he went to trial in November of 2006. It's very recent. I mean, comparatively to other cases we've done. His defense was that he only acted as an accessory to murder after the fact and under duress. Kind of like, no, mom, this isn't my weed. I'm holding it for a friend. <laughs> kind of, right? Kind of well, same defense. He, he claimed that Larissa was the mastermind and that she threatened to kill him if he didn't comply. Larissa's friend Terry Lopez took the sand, stating that Larissa was controlling and forceful because... Her having a stern tone, that's reason for accessory to murder after yeah. the fact. I wonder if it was true, like, she threatened to kill him if he didn't comply. And then, like, the way she put she that... She pointed to a second barrel? No, like, she just, like, <laughs> she, like, was pouring the gas... Uh, not the gas, but pouring the acid into the barrel and was looking him in the eyes and did, like, the two fingers <laughs> and then pointed, like, I'm watching. <laughs> this could be you. <laughs> Fuck with me, brah. Fuck with me. Well, jurors were also shown James's police interrogation video where he stated, quote, I held the barrel for her, put him in, poured all the solution, and she, like, couldn't stand it. So she said, put it on, the lid on. So I helped her put the lid on, and she put it in the shed. He, End quote, yeah. Yeah, he was acquitted of kidnapping, but found guilty of first-degree <laughs> murder and was sentenced to life without parole. That was a little sigh he had right there. 
Um, you're not going to be charged with kidnapping. First degree murder, though. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, following his trial, Larissa had to face the music. Her trial began in October of 2007 and had been moved to Van Nuys due to pretrial publicity, where she was dubbed, quote, the acid lady by many media outlets. Gangster. <laughs> Sausage King. Dynamite Farmer. Dynamite Farmer. Acid, acid lady. Acid lady. Catherine Knight. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> She's Ding a real bitch. Dingo killer. <laughs> Prosecutors alleged that Larissa had attempted to solicit Tim's murder before and played graphic and berating phone messages that she had left for Tim. Well, I'm gonna fucking kill you and put you in a tub full of fucking acid. <laughs> they also point out that because she was a biochemist with her own lab, she had access to all the chemicals used in the murder. She took the witness stand in her own defense and claimed she had no foreknowledge of the murder and that James Fagone was the only killer. She said, I heard him say something like, there had been an accident and Tim is dead. I thought he was joking, but she admitted to moving Tim's body. She maintained that the chemicals at her lab were for cleaning items there. What do you clean with acid? I don't know, but I am not a biochemist. Yeah, I guess I can't really speak with intelligence <laughs> on this one. But evidently she had multiple gallons of the shit, which was far more than she would have ever needed to clean every single Stuff. surface and <laughs> item and equipment. She had way too much. Enough to uh, dissolve a body, it would it's, seem. Yeah, in a 55-gallon barrel. Yeah. Of course, Larissa was found guilty of first-degree murder with the special circumstance of financial gain. Because of the special circumstance, she was automatically sentenced to life without parole. Dun, 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 dun. I'm assuming she would have stood to probably inherit some type of life insurance policy. She would have gotten the house, the cars. She probably would have had to have paid alimony because she made more than him. She probably would have had to pay alimony to him. Yep. Because it's not always man has to pay the woman alimony. It really it equals out to who makes more money because the person that made more money got the other person accustomed to the life that they lived. So you would have to keep keep it going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, she probably not only would have lost half of everything, but then probably would have had to pay even more. And... If old Tim found out that, you know, she told a co-worker that I could kill him and get away with it, there's uh, custody right mm -hmm. there, too. They were already fighting over custody of Tyler. That would have uh, been um, a dead ringer. If, I believe if the she, daughter had that. just turned, like, old enough that she was on her own, I believe. Yeah. Or of legal age that they didn't have to fight over custody. I found out that recently that here, at least in Indiana... Once, uh, like, if you're a child of divorced parents, once you turn 14, I might be wrong, but once you turn 14, you can legally say to a judge, I want to live with this parent. Hmm. You get a say in, you want to go with mom or dad when you turn 14. But, you know, by then, you're already going to be impacted. Most kids, if they have halfway normal parents, they're going to be used to being with the parent that they spend the majority of their time with. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have that issue because I was with my mom who I would have rather lived with than my dad anyway. So, yeah. But Larissa's 
daughter Kristen, you know, her and her brother had to deal with the fact that their mom had killed their father. And so now they have neither parent. Yeah, to me, like, what happened to Tim was horrific. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to, try to take away anything that happened to Tim. But I think their kids, they're the, they're the victims. They're the real, in the end, they're the real victims. And I bet her son can't go to Disneyland ever again. No, I really <laughs> hope they had a great time. Well, to get a little taste of how the daughter felt about things, I'm going to... I read this quote, uh-huh. and that is a powerful fucking statement that she gave. Yeah. And said it to her mother. Yes. She gave a victim's impact statement at the sentencing hearing. She said... You've given up all rights as a mother, wife, daughter, friend, and woman. You're a disgrace to this family, a pitiful excuse of a human. I pray you're continually haunted at night by the sight and sound of my father fighting for his last breathing moments on this earth. I hope you toss and turn and have horrible nightmares, visualizing the horrific act of violence you have committed. That's what she said to her own mother. <laughs> she had it coming. She probably deserved worse. Oh, yeah. I'd have to say she deserved every bit of that and probably more. And uh, everyone's dead or in jail. Yay! It worked but out. But nobody got divorced. <laughs> nobody got <laughs> divorced. Yeah. Marriage wins. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, so if you're thinking about divorce, I mean, there's other options, but probably not going to work out good for you. You're probably going to get put in jail. You probably shouldn't kill anybody at all. Yeah, just be nice. Just Just, be a nice person. Just How about don't marry people if you think they're an asshole and you're going to divorce them six months later? There you go. There's an idea. Or get mad, go for a walk. Yeah. Just go for a walk. Talk about it instead of yelling. Don't fight in the kitchen. That's where 70% of fights start. Hmm. Don't go to bed angry. And if you do, sleep on the couch. Yeah. Don't, don't dissolve your spouse. If you, if you can avoid it, don't, don't do it. We're asking you as a favor to us. <laughs> don't boil, dissolve, cook, cremate. Just just don't do it. Just, just get the divorce if you need to. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Because I'll be honest with you, as much as I love doing this podcast, I love doing this podcast with you. I love doing it too. I don't want to read about you guys. No. I don't want to do a podcast on you guys. No. I will, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about all we have for this one. Yeah. Um, do want to thank our new sponsor, geekyclothing.com. Go there to get some awesome merchandise. It's kind of a... Dark, but not goth, not emo. Uh, it's borderline. I would say borderline creepy and um, like a mix between. I would say take take affliction, take the Evil Dead, and take Tales from the Dark Side and put them all together, and then throw it on a T-shirt. Yeah, and they make shirts with our logo on them. Yay! Woo! And a mug. <laughs> yeah, you can get a coffee mug, too. You can drink us. Actually, on the website, I believe the item description is um, coffee slash vodka hiding 
mug. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a, yeah, vodka hider. V- vodka hider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Because, you know, I get it. We get it. We understand. Um, I do want to thank uh, purpleplanet.com, jewelbeat.com, and pond5.com for any music or sound effects you have heard this episode. want to thank Phaser765 for our wonderful artwork for um, our thumbnails on our podcast. Our shirts. Our shirts. Our, our logo. I do want to ask that you visit our website. We now have that up and running, so no more insert website here. It is martinisandthemacabre.com. I lost the fight to Eminem.com. <laughs> you can go there, um, see a bio about us. Um, also have pics relating to each episode with a link to our webpage that has the full listing, the full catalog of our episodes, and that one is martinis in the macabre.libsyn.com that's l-i-b-s-y-n.com uh you can follow us on facebook martinis in the macabre follow us on twitter at martinis underscore macabre we gotta do more on twitter uh, we don't really do a whole lot on twitter yeah i've done some but we're not getting a whole lot of fish biting and that's okay but but i've been trying to put stuff out there um actually just started up an instagram we don't have much on there right now but we're hoping to work on that we've just been doing a lot we've been busy we've been networking yes fucking crazy and uh we just found out that we have listeners in other countries we have one that's in germany we have germany kuwait united kingdom argentina and the u.s of course and we have gone pretty much coast to coast there's at least somebody that's downloaded or listened uh, in many of the states, I, th- I think yeah. we're so no, over 20 states. So pretty much all the states and all the countries, the sun does not set on martinis and the macabre. Yay! So what's some of the countries? What's one? German? Uh-huh. Germany? Danke, mein Freund. Hey. Yep. Uh, what's another one? I don't know what that was. Thank you, my friends. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Um, Argen- Kuwait. Kuwait. Um Oh, um, Shukranyach, um, Argentina, um, gracias, mi amigo, um, United Kingdom, cheers, mate, <laughs> uh, no Australia yet, though, still waiting on that, I don't know, after we want to talk about abattoir, after that Catherine episode, they might not like us, <laughs> we love Australia, though, I know, it's so beautiful there, <laughs> your animals are awful, but the, the, the landscape is so pretty, <laughs> It is. I want to go there sometime. I don't. In a bubble. I want to just see pictures. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, just just post some pictures if you're to, to, from Australia. If, if you're in Australia, do that 360 cam. Because we have a VR headset. So just send us a video of the 360 cam. And it'll be like I'm there. I'll put a seashell to my ear. And then I'll put in, the video on and look around. It'll in, be like I'm there. In the middle of the feed, they'll be spinning around in some kind of... Crazy fucking animal be behind him, and then the feed just stops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all nice and pretty, and then a water buffalo comes out of fucking nowhere, and then something comes up and fucking kills you, dead, oh, murder. Lord. Y'all, y'all some, y'all some tough motherfuckers out there, Jesus. Oh, and we love every single one of you that have downloaded, listened, shared. We appreciate it so much. 
as we are recording right now, we have over 300 downloads and, and that's in less than three weeks of starting this podcast. And I had no idea that we would have that many this quick. Yeah. I know that is nothing compared to, you know, all these podcasts out there that are big and have high ratings and everything. For us, that's huge. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're, we've just all self-taught. We've done this all on our own. And yeah, to we, have this much support this quick is absolutely amazing. Yeah. We literally kind of don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we fumble through it day by day. Yeah. This is <laughs> that's a big... why it's been slowly one thing after another, because we have to kind of get semi-good at one thing before we add another. Yeah. <laughs> And we're now trying to multitask all of these different areas between the two of us. So, yeah. so yeah. It's, we're trying, guys. We're really trying. It's still incredibly fun, and I love doing it, and I hope you guys love listening. And if you do, please rate and review us on iTunes. We we haven't gotten any reviews yet, I don't think, and that would be awesome. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, drop us an email. Let us know, you know, if there's something that we're not doing well or if you want to say hey you guys are doing this really great or if you have topic ideas yeah there is on the martinisandmacabre.com page there is a contact us and you can just utilize that i believe you can also contact us through the facebook page mm-hmm. and if you just want to email us directly it's martinisandthemacabre at gmail.com yep and we appreciate any feedback words of encouragement any shares that you can give any likes that you can give we really appreciate it. And when you go to geeky.com, you can scroll to the bottom of the page and it'll have a link on there that says back to site. You click that, it'll take you automatically to Martinis and the Macabre because geekyclothing.com is dedicated to Martinis and the Macabre. They're, yeah. they're, they're down for it, so they're like, you, you can always find us. They're like, we'll talk the shit out of you. They're like, what the fuck? We'll print the shit out of you and <clears throat> put it on a shirt. And mail them. Mm-hmm. charge you money because that's how and they are nice i have to tell you this is a very comfy shirt and i'm pleased with the outcome it's like wearing, it, it's like wearing lotion it came out pretty damn good and i can't believe that i'm wearing a shirt from my podcast that is globally being listened to and that's just fucking amazing to me you're 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 you're, you're <laughs> We're recording a podcast that's going globally while wearing a shirt that has the logo of the podcast while we promote the podcast on our podcast. I, I'm not trying to have a big head or anything about it. It's just, it's really humbling and amazing how much everyone, and, and even people that have followed us on Facebook have come up and later said, what's a podcast? Believe it or not, we've actually had a couple of those. And that's okay. And that's totally fine, but the fact that they would just go out on a limb and support us like that, knowing that we're trying to do something that we really enjoy, it means a lot. So, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, Mom, for spreading the word. (laughs) Yes, and uh, I guess that's it for this one. We'll see you next time. You guys have a great night. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.